How should we be feeling about the Tigers entering the early signing period? Listen, put me in the parking lot, you know, um, with Bears, and I'll go out there and play. It don't matter. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackbeard. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football and college basketball recruiting sponsor across Locked On. That means we are talking with John Garcia, recruiting insider himself. Good to chat with you, buddy. We haven't talked since Hugh Freeze has taken over as the head man for the Auburn football program. The initial reaction is like, they're actually out recruiting and we haven't felt that at Auburn in a minute. What are you, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Look for, for all of the, I guess, questions surrounding uh, any new hire um, with Hugh Freeze and recruiting it's one of the most sure bets that there is out there. And I think that was really important in Auburn's search, right? Yeah. Obviously, Kiffin was was the other target. Same kind of deal there, right? You know, talent acquisition was really going to be the primary factor here. And I think offensive innovation was, of course, kind of like a 1B. But you knew it had to be a head coach recruiter, not a CEO head coach who was going to sit back, an active recruiter who's been there and done that. And Comparing the two, obviously Hugh Freeze's resume as a recruiter is pretty darn high, even in SEC country with what he did at Ole Miss. Um, sure, there were a lot of gray area inputs in that pursuit, right. but the effort, uh, the ambition of him as a recruiter, I, I think will stand through. And of course, now you've got the NIL element that will aid some of those you know, previously gray area topics. So I do think that from a recruiting and, and pure talent acquisition standpoint this is a massive upgrade for the Auburn Tigers I don't think it's something we will see in the next week or so in terms of tangibly showing us how how big of a deal it is but I think beyond that point especially into the new year uh, once the staff is finalized and all those millions of things that have to be done when you when you're assembling a a new roster we're going to start to see that that Hugh Freeze recruiting muscle be flexed but the effort's already there as you mentioned they're already on the road particularly in-state, seeing some of the big priority targets, whether they're committed to other schools or uncommitted uh, alike. Auburn is is hitting the ground running in that regard without a full coaching staff, which is always impressive to see. Were you a little surprised that we've seen a decent amount of folks decommit? We, we talked about this before, John, right over the process and when Harson was kind of on the hot seat about how, like, well, surely these kids that are committing after all this stuff, like, they're aware, right? They're, they're aware that, like, Harson's probably not going to be their head coach but when it's all said and done. And we're like, so, okay, that's going to cause less folks to step away from their commitment. But that really hasn't been the case. I mean, there's been, been several guys that, that have stepped away. That, that surprised me a little bit. I'm not concerned at all. Do, do you think it's them stepping away? Do you think it's possibly... Hugh Freeze and this staff saying, and eh, maybe they're not a take anymore. Give us some uh, some insight on that. It works both ways, and I think that's an yeah. important topic to bring up, right? Uh, I mean, Deion Sanders is getting all the headlines for that right now. I think they've dropped like seven Colorado commitments. Wow. Um, so sometimes it is initiated by the program. More blunt uh, with, with some coaches compared to others. 
Um, but there's always a workaround in that regard. Um, there, there's only been a few decommitments. Uh, I think you probably see both ends of the spectrum represented, where in one case, I do think maybe uh, skill set wise, it wasn't as much of a fit in the future of Auburn football. And then on the flip side with, with the other prospect, I think it was a little bit more um, initiated on his end, kind of opening things up while Auburn is going to stay in the mix there, talking Jamarian Harkless. So I do think, uh, look, both out-of-state kids, uh, kind of understandable optically in that regard. Um, but I do think Auburn can stay in the mix uh, for both of these guys if, if they want to here going forward. And both have reiterated that Auburn is not out, just uh, they're just not committed uh, fully on, on board right now as other schools try to circle around a little bit. Has that ever happened? Has somebody ever decommitted to a school then committed again? Like, oh, I'm sure. It, I'm sure yeah. it's happened, but I, I just can't think of a time where it's happened near it's, here. It's happened um, in the last month. It's happened twice uh, across uh, the, the Power Five. Um, at Clemson had an offensive tackle decommit, and then okay. I think four days later he was back on the commitment <laughs> list. Um, Oklahoma dealt with the same thing just last okay. week. Um, there's. There's, you know, the, the recruiting is funny, right? I mean, there's really no uh, formula to, to track it. And kids will make rash decisions. They will make knee-jerk reaction decisions. And sometimes they have to kind of center and, and get talked back into the light, if you will, uh, but by these college coaches. So we do see it. Um, and around a coaching change, is, it's very typical, um, especially in a scenario where maybe your positional recruiter hasn't been retained, like Adam Hawkins, a receiver, Ike Hillier, not retained. You you could see kind of the one to one uh, cause and effect in in that regard. And in other cases, it's about becoming familiar with uh, with the new coaches that are recruiting you. So you kind of take a step back and give everybody that that equal chance, even though there's only a couple weeks left until signing. Yeah, Hopkins is really the only name that stepped away where it's like that's a bummer. But I get it, right? Like he he was heavily recruited by Hilliard. He probably really liked Ike Hilliard. Ike Hilliard's no longer on staff. And and a lot of Auburn fans don't like that, right? A lot of Auburn fans want to like kill you to stay around, but you know you gotta you gotta bring in your guys. So I totally get it. But yeah, Hopkins was the biggest one for me. But you can tell the emphasis they've put on Jeremiah Cobb. Like his second or third day, you saw him and Carnell Williams eating breakfast with him up in Montgomery, and so making him a priority. uh, A lot of folks were really concerned about him. But to me, it seems like Cobb one likes Auburn, but two. Loves Carnell Williams, and obviously Carnell's not going anywhere. Yeah, that that was really the main thing there. I remember when Auburn offered him, that's all he talked about. It was it was more Carnell than Auburn, and then as he obviously became a commitment and took a bunch of visits, it became more uh, about Auburn. So now in the best of yeah. both worlds, uh, you, you get your school, and obviously your position coach gets to stick around. Um, and then simultaneously, I think uh, other schools have addressed some running back needs, particularly Georgia. That was really the main threat optically sure. for for jeremiah cobb clemson was always in the ball game um they haven't addressed their running back needs so maybe something to keep an eye on but i think auburn's done uh about as other than naming carnell the head coach <laughs> i think they've done about <laughs> as good a job as they could have with with jeremiah cobb and retaining i think offensive talent in general right there's a little bit more stability and, and i guess control and what to expect uh, on that side of the ball going forward sure John Garcia, our guest, as always, talking all things Cruton. All right, there's four names I want to get your thoughts on, John, in just a moment. Today's show brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates 
available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Head over to LinkedInJobs.com slash college. They can help you find the qualified candidates you're looking for. Post your job for free. LinkedIn.com slash college. That is LinkedIn.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. John Garcia, our guest, talking all things Cruton. Let's talk about this Colton Hood kid. He, he's been committed to, to Michigan State. Now everybody in the world is saying there's no chance he goes to Michigan State. He's a definite flip to Auburn. What are your thoughts on this kid? Three-star corner, decent size. I think he's like 6'1", 175, something like that, which is which is good. But, um, yeah, your, your thoughts on Colton Hood. Yeah, obviously, as you mentioned, uh, a great frame there, a kid who's, who's, who's played in the state of Georgia against really nice competition sure. throughout his career. And, and he's got it in the bloodlines, right? We, we, we know he's an Auburn legacy. I think – three or four times over dad, uncle, cousin, a bunch of folks in, in his family have, have played on the plane. So obviously extremely familiar there and they were all DB. So you understand kind of what to expect yeah. there. Um, and, and look, Mel Tucker as a head coach of Michigan state, when, when he brings in DBs, they've, they've got a bit of a common thread that fits a lot of sec programs, bigger, more physical, willing to challenge you at the line of scrimmage, but with some ball skills and length, mixed into it and I think Colton uh, hits a lot of those marks uh, which is why that was a good eval early on by that staff but naturally when you're in Georgia and you're playing well uh, you're going to get that SEC love and obviously Auburn with the family connections has really taken advantage with Colton Hood I think he's going to take another official too Uh, so I think that's that's where Auburn can get really interesting late in the game for a lot of recruits right because when you make that head coaching change the NCAA allows you to take another official visit even if you've already used it to that school. So how many kids take that return official visit to Auburn this weekend and next weekend, I think will be pretty telling in terms of who Auburn really has a shot for and hood has frequented campus and, and he'll be back at least one more time before signing day. So I don't know if he'll do the whole flip thing before the December 21st when he can actually sign. But I think on that day, I'd be a little surprised if he signed anywhere other than Auburn. Sure. Do you think this is just Auburn paying more attention to him? Is this uh, this staff values them more than the previous staff? What do you think that development looked like, John? Well, well, we see with with Terrence Love, uh, with with the the local kid JC, we we see kind of a a trend, a theme from with body types under Zach Etheridge, who of course has now been retained. We think right retained to this point, yeah. still recruiting very heavily. Right. I think all that stuff uh, favors Auburn. Uh, there's a lot of continuity with the the defensive recruits in that regard, where it might still be in flux, uh, but at, as of right now, these coaches are still heavy on the trail. So I think all of that uh, certainly helps Auburn's case uh, as we get closer to that day. So clarity is probably still um, efforting uh, on that side, and I'm sure that's going to come up when Hood is back on campus uh, this weekend. But I do think you know the Christian Robinson recruits, the Zach Etheridge recruits, some of those back seven guys that, that have some continuity from one staff to the next, at least right now, I do think that helps Auburn stay in the race for, for a lot of these guys. Sure. All right. Let's talk about Quay Russaw, the edge from Carver. Um, probably the most talked about prospect at Auburn outside of Jeremiah Cobb in the last year. Yeah. Um, just because of the, the potential of him coming. Uh, he's they're visiting. I, I think, I think they already visited Tuesday night. And so we'll, we'll see how all that went, but where, where are you with Quay Russaw? And we'll lump James Smith, his teammate, also a defensive lineman and, for this, 
does Auburn actually have a chance for these guys or are they just stringing them along? I, I think they do. Um, there's been there's been a long time feel that it was going to be hard to beat Alabama. And that remains true for both of these guys. I think they've got a visit scheduled there this weekend. Curious to see if they make it down to Mobile for the Alabama-Mississippi week. I think that starts today or tomorrow because that will slow down some of the in-home visits mm-hmm. that they're able to, to host um, because they're down uh, at a hotel, um, you know, getting ready to, to play Mississippi's best. So that could to, could cut into that Alabama visit, which is uh, good news from the Auburn side. And again, as we mentioned, even though they've taken that official to Auburn, they can come back to campus officially again uh, before all is said and done because of the coaching change. But independent of that, there's no campus they've been to more than Auburn. And I know proximity is a part of that, sure. but you don't you don't take all these trips locally to a school if you're not enjoying what you're you know being presented with. And it wasn't just for the big game, so you can't accuse them of that either. I think they were in town for Western Kentucky and some of the smaller um, Auburn home games in, in 2022. So there's legitimate interest. Um, again, Rue saw more than James Smith in that package deal in terms of Auburn's ceiling. At one point, we thought Georgia was going to really be a factor. But I think in in a lot of ways, Auburn has moved up compared to the Georgia Bulldogs. I do think for Rousseau, Christian Robinson is a part of that. Uh, He's a great recruiter. So you wonder, again, how Hugh Freeze manages that part of of his staff assembly. A lot more jobs have been permanently filled on the offensive side of the ball, which is, again, understandable. So how he he works the defense in particular with those assistants is going to be well-tracked and covered. Uh, by these recruits. And I think both Quay Rousseau and James Smith will be affected in that regard. But I do think there's some of this, you know, we've seen this theme with a lot of in-state uh, Auburn targets and, and longtime Auburn targets that it's about Auburn uh, as much as it is about these coaches. And I do think there's some of that with that Quay Rousseau, James Smith camp. Of course, Hugh Freeze has already been out to to see these guys uh, and their trainers um, the new, the new D line coach has has done the same. Coach uh, Garrett, I believe. Yeah. So they're they're efforting. Um, it, it's got it's a must stop place as as many times as you can. Sure. Um, so I think it'll be pretty clear though with their interest. Do you take one more trip or do you not? You've got all the available resources to do so, whether it's proximity to Montgomery or that that extra official visit allotment. Um, again, this week it looks like it's Bama, but we'll see how much that All Star game cuts into it. So if they do make that trip, there's one more weekend uh, where they've got an opportunity before National Signing Day, and it'd be the final weekend before Signing Day. So it could line up really well for Auburn if they could land a visit from Rousseau and or James Smith uh, the weekend of, uh, I believe, the 16th. Right now, if you had to pick, are they going to Auburn or Alabama? Right now, I would say Alabama. Uh, Auburn knows it has work to do with with this new staff uh, and trying to, um, I would say, center the argument for them beyond the obvious, right? Hey, look, playing time, all that stuff is, is on the table at Auburn. But, um, you know, I think they they still have a relationship building to, to maximize before signing day. All right, let's talk about Peter Woods, uh, defensive lineman from Thompson, just won a state championship. Congratulations to him. Committed to Clemson. Johnny seems solid to Clemson, but I want to get your thoughts because a lot of listeners were asking me to, to ask you about Peter Woods. Your thoughts. Look, uh, first of all, great player, right? Uh, multiple state Done. titles, what four in a row, I think, at Thompson. Uh, so every year he was there, they won, they won state, uh, and he was a big reason why. Just a true disruptor uh, with with inside out ability. He can he can wreck your offense. 
from the edge as if he was, you know, 6'4", 240, or on the inside as if he was 285. Uh, mm. So he's got some tweener uh, physical ability that I think is a good thing in this day and age. Um, big deal for him to commit to Clemson, not only in pulling him out of the state of Alabama, which we've seen Dabo Sweeney do in the past, but the caveat that comes with Clemson is the no-visit policy. You are not allowed to take other visits if you're committed to Dabo's Clemson Tigers. So as far as we can tell, Peter has stuck to that, and, and we haven't seen him pop up at Alabama, at Auburn, at Georgia, any other school that was in the mix. Florida was in the mix for a while. Sure. We haven't seen him pop up, at least publicly, to any of those schools. So uh, it's going to come down to Peter, right? Do, do you want to give this new staff a chance at Auburn? Obviously, you have a lot of a lot of visits that you could take. I'm sure Alabama is still pushing uh, incredibly consistently as well. Um, but, you know, there's no record. There's no record of visits. There's no record of in-home visits from other schools either. So uh, he's buying into that Clemson no-visit policy to this point. So it could be as simple, Zach, as does he stick with that no-visit policy or does he actually start to take trips, which has always been kind of the telltale sign of, of a Clemson recruit uh, about to decommit and, and open things back up. Stranger things have happened in recruiting, and we all know this is an in-state target sure. for both Iron Bowl schools, which is really, really hard to pass up for anybody, especially a big-time defensive lineman, I feel. Yeah. All right. What are reasonable expectations for Auburn, Hugh Freeze, and the early signing day that's coming up in uh, in just a few weeks? We'll get John's thoughts on that in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is the number one place for all of your sports betting info, stats, and analysis, and also where you can just throw it down. They got more props, odds, and lines than anybody else on the interweb. So be sure to check out our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online, it's where the game starts. John Garcia, our guest, as we're talking all things Auburn recruiting. So Auburn's last few classes under the Brian Harson era. And some of that's his fault. Some of it's not. Hasn't been great. Hugh Freeze, we're all kind of expecting something bigger, right? Something better. But does he have enough time to like actually like save this class, John? Is this going to be a class where you you get the dudes you can? Maybe you get around ten to twelve high school kids, and you just flood the rest of your available roster with transfer portal guys. What are reasonable expectations for Hugh Freeze and Auburn football when it comes to the early signing day coming up? Yeah, it's always hard when you're still assembling your coaching staff and making those tough decisions, uh, evaluating your own recruits at this point. Uh, but there are certain coaches that have kind of the cachet of they'll figure it out anyway. And I do think there's some of that uh, with Hugh Freeze at Auburn. He knows, he understands, you know, when you coach in the SEC successfully on the field and especially in recruiting, you know the need for buzz. You know the need to push uh, at the right times. And, and Hugh knows this. Um, he's, he even knew it at Liberty and, and showed it off at, at many different points as a sure. recruiter. So I do think we'll see some type of Auburn splash, right? Uh, flipping hood, reeling in maybe a, a former verbal commitment, uh, finishing strong with the Langston Hughes crew, Bo Hughley, Jelani Thurman, all these guys. Um, I do think there's a room for a splash before all is said and done. And I think there's some new targets that could, you know, walk into some Auburn offers and interests. So I do think the volume will go up on that early signing day. But I also think the difference is, is now Hugh Freeze is working with the portal. And that's really the unknown in terms of the ceiling of what he can bring to Auburn and how quickly some of these experienced players can can turn around that that roster. So that's where I'm looking a little bit more 
for the tangible. I, again, I think from a number standpoint, yes, there will be more signees than current Auburn verbal commitments right now, maybe, maybe by a strong margin. But I think the portal, especially relative to the new year before spring ball, I think that's where with all the intra- entries that we saw Monday, I think over a thousand FBS players Unreal. jumped in, just unbelievable. That is where you'll see a, a stronger impact. And if we look at the precedent, the recent history of coaches taking over pretty big gigs, the portal has been a big reason why success has followed them. Whether you link at Lincoln Riley, Brian Kelly, Sonny Dykes at TCU, um, Bill, Billy Napier at Florida, a lot of transfer portal decisions have helped them kind of bridge the gap between piecing together a roster and, and bringing in their first full recruiting class. And, and it should be mentioned, that first class, the class of 2024, is really how we're going to judge Hugh Freeze right. as an Auburn recruiter. But there's still a margin for opportunity here at the end of, of the 23 cycle, for sure. John Garcia, thank you so much for your time, as always. My friend, how can people check out everything you got going on? Yeah, we're talking ball all the time uh, here on the Lockdown Network and, of course, on Twitter. Check us out, John Garcia underscore JR. Obviously, uh, plenty to get to with signing day uh, in about two weeks. Yep, John will be everywhere across the network. There's no question about it. Thank you all for checking out today's show and making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. For your second listen, check out our friends at Locked On SEC. Chris Gordy, absolutely killing it over there. You can find all my written work at AuburnDaily.com, and we'll see you tomorrow. This has been Locked On Auburn.